It's good to have all of you in the house of the Lord. I am thankful that I am here. I'm thankful that the presence of the Lord is here. And I, <clears throat> I know um, we uh, were looking at the purpose of the Lord and we've I talked about some verses, especially the verse that says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And some people misunderstand that verse. They look at it as being a verse <coughs> that uh, means that you can do whatever you want to do to be saved. And yet uh, that's not accurate. It is talking about work out your own deliverance. It is um, uh, the word actually in the Greek would be deliverance. It's in Philippians. And it uh, talks about that sense of uh, making, you know, while we understand the things that the Lord has done for us, we understand the blood that was shed on Calvary. We understand the being him being baptized. We're going to be baptizing someone tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we understand a sense of uh, receiving his spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit and how important that is and what all that does for us. It's resurrection power. And we know that we can't add one thing to that. Nothing I can do to add to that. But the Lord wants to wash me and cleanse me and cleanse me from the inside out. And he is interested in the outside. He's interested in what goes on on the outside. And I know a lot of people think, well, it doesn't matter. And yet it does. And I started this morning talking about soul senses. And I know that's a concept most of us have never thought about. I really was just kind of putting it together myself and, and I maybe as a way to fully understand it better. We all understand our senses in the body. We understand our nose, our mouth, our ears, our eyes, our touch. We understand those senses and we have a lot of research about those senses and we can talk a lot about those senses and how they they take in information and they process information in our mind and in our emotions and in our will. And there are people that we have read and heard and know maybe because of a bad report or because of something that happened, they lose the will. They lose a will to fight, lose a will to, to live, lose a, a desire. And, and it's from information that's taken in. And yet, our soul, which is made up of our thoughts, our brain, and our, our emotions, our heart, and our will, uh, is made up of these. They, they, the soul also has senses, according to the word of the Lord. And I, I, you can find other words. You don't have to name them, these words. But I, I simply started this morning with the eyes because the eyes are considered the windows to the soul is what the writers will say. It's the way to look in at someone. It's the way to see into their very being almost. It is a way for them. And advertisers know that. Advertisers know how to do that and they 
paint all kinds of pictures and you've heard me describe that Ronco Ready Slicer Dicer that when I see it the first time, I think it's the most stupid thing I've ever seen. But after about eight or 10 commercials, I'm beginning to think, you know, I could use that at some point. And I could make the little carrots, you know, curly cue up. And wouldn't that be just lovely and cute? And sure enough, for only $9.95 plus $29.95 shipping and handling, I can get one. And I'm convinced that it would be an amazing thing. And so when you stop and you think, these are what you see. And you know, you're, it starts in your imagination. And I, I know that we're sitting here and, and you can say, well, you know, all the things that are shown online and all of that, but your imaginations can run away with you no matter what. And even if it's simply a doctor saying, okay, you very well could be full of cancer. Brother Bill, did you ever have an imagination issue? Stand up, come up here a minute. Where are we going to get him a microphone? He's going to tell you about just, you know, I, I. Hello? I'm up here. You want to, you want to, you want to preach behind the pulpit or <laughs> talk to us a minute? Well, uh, about three years ago, uh, I think every, most people knew that I had an appendix burst, 13 days, 13 days in the hospital, ran all kinds of tests, found out I had a prostate cancer, went through all that, had issues with that. But in the meantime, they found out I had three cysts on my pancreas. Pancreas is about two inches long. But, so these three cysts are a size bigger than my pancreas. So, but there was no cancer at that point. Well, for every three months, six months, in the last three years, I've had, had to go in for a CAT scan, blood work. Then, uh, you know, in the beginning, the, the doctor wanted to just take my pancreas out because the, the cysts turn into cancer. And so, fast forward to this year, uh, she called me and said, hey, we, you know, I want, a, I want another biopsy done for the cyst and possibly, you know, this, this person, this surgeon or researcher or whatever has only done 25 of these. And, you know, in the meantime, I could have already had my pancreas yanked out uh, with no cancer in it. Now, fact of the matter is it could still turn into cancer but tomorrow I go in for a uh, consultation with the guy that's going to try to drain these oblate them get them cleaned out and hopefully I don't hopefully it works the cancer doctor however called us after I we after we told the pastor the great news no cancer no cancer well she called and said oh that's great news we have six months now for you to get into shape. You can lose weight because the surgery to take your pancreas out is a huge surgery. And 
wife and I are like, what? So we're in a, we're in a journey. And, and when people say that, I used to say, you know, that sounds really corny. I'm on a journey. But I'm definitely on a journey. My wife and I are. We go in tomorrow. So I would appreciate the prayers. Uh, we've made it this far, three years without anything happening. So, you know, I'm assuming that it's your prayers, God, you know, getting us through this, Amen. teaching me patience. And uh, it is, it's a cloud over your head. Every time you go to the doctor, it's like, well, is he going to, they going to tell me it's bad news now? Uh, so I got to admit, I had a sky high experience. And then Monday, she brought me back to reality, but Still no cancer, so I'm, I'm hanging on to that, and, and hopefully this hopefully this new guy can do his research and get it all cleaned out. So that's what we're hoping for. And thank you, Jesus. But but the thing, Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. But the thing that was amazing to me was they have the technology now where the camera about the size of a hair went down and went into the pancreas and his report came back, I see no cancer and no pre-cancer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But for three years, you're imagining. Right. Right. Hallelujah, let's thank the Lord. Let's pray for Brother Bill for tomorrow. Lord, I love you. I thank you for your many blessings. I thank you, Lord. So your imagination is able to run, you know, away with you. And I know uh, you can say, well, I, I don't understand and I, I don't get it all and I, well, what's going to happen tomorrow and I don't know. But my imagination, if I am not careful, robs me of my faith in God. I immediately come down to, oh God, what is going to happen? What am I going to do? What's going to happen with this? What's going to do? Rather than saying, Lord, all right, whether I burn, whether I survive, I know one thing, you are able. You are able. You are able. I'm going to say it again, Lord, that we don't care what happens to us. We will still go saying, I know God is able. God is able. God is able. You say, well, what if the doctor comes in with bad news? You know what? The doctor came in three years ago with bad news. Now, look where we are. Yeah. Very well, may not even have to do the surgery. Who knows? What are you saying? That's, and, and I know, David uh, Post, I, I can go through the list of people, Brother Galoni, Brother Bill Spires, I can go through the people that have faced all kinds of things. And if you're not careful, your imagination can begin to rob you of your faith in God. I can only imagine the worst. I, now, you may have never had to deal with that kind of stuff before, but that's reality. And that means that your soul is dirty. That means your soul needs to be washed. Where? 
in the blood. It needs to be washed in the word. It needs to be washed in the faith in God. Why? Because I need my, my, my imagination to be brought into captivity to the word of the Lord. Let every thought be brought back into captivity to the word of Almighty God. And so when we talk this morning about our eyes, and I know, I, I understand, imaginations are, are a part of us and, and we have, but you know, you can, uh, hey, you can have an imagination that accuses somebody. You can, you know, somebody can drive too close in front of you and you can just imagine. I know what they're thinking. They're, I know what they, I know why they did that. They may have been oblivious to you. May not have had you in their mind at all. Or they may have wanted to cut you off. But either way, should I curse them or bless them? <laughs> That's where it gets down into the nitty-gritty, into the quick of the matter. You see what I'm saying? And that's where this next uh, sense comes in the mouth. And I kind of touched on it this morning. Let me, let me go forward to uh, whatever slide that is. Sister Tracy there, I think 19. Uh, <coughs> slide 19 there, the mouth. Because not only the first sense is that sense of uh, imagination, but I, I call the second set taste and babies put stuff in their mouth all the time, but what was the soul sense of that was reasoning. That's where we take our imaginations and start building a castle. You understand? I start reasoning t things out. I start figuring them out. Well, if I do this and this and this, and if I do that, then I can, I, you know, and you know, you, your reasoning, you know, is uh, and then if I'm not careful, my mouth will get me in trouble. That's why the prophet Isaiah, if you remember the prophet Isaiah said, oh Lord, take a coal from the altar and touch my mouth because, you know, I can talk myself out of a blessing. I can talk myself out of a touch from God. I can say, I'm never going to get better. Things are never going to work out. This will never happen. I'll never... And, and, and going back to accusations, you know, and, and, you know, they were talking about, I saw the way you looked at me earlier, so I, I know what you said. I, heard, I saw you lean over to Cora, and I, I, I know how y'all were doing. I know what, don't think I don't know. <laughs> I, I've got it all figured out. And I know that you, you, you're going to tell Noah, and that I, 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 I know. Huh? And I can reason it out. I, I'll just show you. I won't speak to any of three of you because the, the way that's going. Huh? All three of them refused to shake my hand. Did you see any of them shake my hand tonight? Not a one of them. And you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. See? I told you. They all three. You, you see what I'm saying? And I, I start reasoning it out. In, in fact, the, Paul wrote to the church at Rome. He said their throat is an open sepulcher and their tongues, they have like a deceit and the poison of asp. They're like snakes. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. And our reasoning then attacks my faith in God. You know? Go ahead. Next, next slide. This is why... Even the disciples are, were found, they fell into this. 
Jesus is having a discourse. He's talking to them. You can read it in Matthew, the 16th chapter. You can read the whole thing. I didn't put all the verses up there, but it's kind of fun. The Lord comes out and he's talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees and the scribes and all those. And he says something like this. It's lovely. He says, beware of the leaven of the scribes and Pharisees. Now, he was talking about leaven as being a sin. And he even tells them, the leaven is hypocrisy. He said they're big hypocrites. They pretend one thing and they have something else. He said, beware of the leaven of the scribes and Pharisees. And I don't know who started it. John, Nathan, Bartholomew, Matthew. One of them looks at the other and says, What's he mean, leaven? I don't know. Must be, you know, leaven goes in bread. Must be bread. We're preaching, and he's mad because we didn't bring any bread. The Bible says they reasoned themselves, saying, it's because we have taken no bread. And so they had this whole thing. Well, let me explain to you why we didn't bring bread. There was just not a good place to buy bread. Lord, I would have bought bread. You know, we, we, we got caught once without bread. And it was embarrassing. You had to make bread and fish. And now you want to... Okay, they had this whole scenario in their mind. And you know what Jesus tells them? O ye of little faith. He says, you are reasoning that you, it's because I, you have no bread. I just fed 5,000 with you guys. You have missed what I can do. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Another place, they were trying to reason together to figure out who should be the number two guy and who should be the... And I need to figure it all out. Sometimes you just have to walk by faith and not by sight. You can't always figure it all out. Amen. You say, well, but I want to be able to, you know, taste it and be able to tell, I, you know, and then the Pharisees, they also reasoned. The chief priests and the elders, they reasoned, you know, whenever, and I, I think it might be a line in our play, I'm not sure, but but, you know, Jesus turned the tables on them whenever they said about, you know, they were talking to him about something and, uh, you know, are you saying this came from heaven or what? And he says, well, let me ask you a question. Is the baptism of John, was it from heaven or was it from the earth? Oh, that stumped them. And they tried to figure it out. Well, now if we say from heaven, then he's going to say, why didn't you obey John? And if we say from the earth, there are people that don't like us and they're going to get mad at us. When you try to reason your way in and out of things, you're going to always make a mistake. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to reason... Oh, you say, why? Because if you leave out the word of God, this is why Proverbs, Solomon wrote, trust in the Lord with and lean not unto your own, but in all thy ways. 
and he shall direct your path. You don't, you don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to get it all. You know, well, now if I do this and if I do, and there are sometimes people that, you know, can get into what they call the paralysis of analysis. You know, they're going to try to figure it all out and how to do it all. Whenever in reality, I want you to understand that sometimes this is a walk by faith. Sometimes I don't know how it's all going to work out. You heard a testimony. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the doctor's going to say tomorrow. But you know what? I still know God. And God is able to go with me tomorrow. He's been with me the last three years. I'm still going to hang on to the fact that our God is able. He is able. You say, well, James said it like this. He said, he said, I, I can tell you, I, you can't, you're not supposed to be able to bless and curse out of the same. I mean, that's pretty... He's talking about a fountain that can't flow sweet water and bitter water. This is why Paul said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. What does that mean? Somebody's phone went off. It's six o'clock. Time for me to <laughs> shut her down. I told you these three are in trouble. <laughs> that which is good to the use of what does edifying mean? Rather than me talking about all three of them, why didn't I say, oh, it's so good you guys are on the front row. You got your Bible out. You know, the old thing about if you're going to say something about somebody, you know, make sure you're talking what? A blessing, not a curse. It's easy to tear down. It's easy to talk. <laughs> that it may minister what? Grace. Did you all feel a lot of grace when I'm running them down? Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't saying, isn't this awesome? Let me tell you, isn't this great? Here these three folks are, young folks sitting in the front listening to me. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that, man, it, are you, huh? Yes. Well, but you didn't see what they did to me, Pastor. Be careful. My mouth. Oh. He said, and because when I start talking with my tongue, and this is the same tongue that's supposed to be talking in tongues. You know what it does to the Holy Ghost? It grieves the Holy Ghost that you're talking a curse. You say, well, does that mean you can't be honest? No, I, you can be honest, but make sure you're doing it with a spirit of grace, edification, huh? Oh, whereby you are saying, what does that mean? That I'm saying a prayer. If I really think these three are bad, you know what my first action should have been? Oh, God, I pray for our young people. Let me pray. God, help me to say a word tonight that will encourage Noah and Cora and Shauna. Oh, God, they need what I'm saying. They need to hear it. I pray, God, you will strengthen them. I know they're young. I know. Have I prayed for them before I... If I didn't, 
My soul needs to be cleaned. Because it's easy to curse, harder to bless. This is why Paul wrote in Romans, what the word is nigh, even in your mouth and in your heart, what should it be? A word of faith. That we shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and that he shall be saved. For with the heart, the mouth, the, the, with the heart, uh, man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If your mouth is speaking anything else other than Lord, I need to be saved. They need to be saved. Huh? Oh, we can mouth off a lot, you know. I just mouth off to two or three of my closest friends, but oh God. Heal my mouth. Heal my reasoning power. That's why when the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, what did he say? Something like, Father, our Father which art in heaven, holy is your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will. Forgive them. They are the three most rotten people I have seen. <laughs> He didn't say it like that. He said, forgive us our debts, our trespasses, our weaknesses as we... Let's just remedy it right now. Go ahead and shake my hand. I, I've been wanting to shake y'all's hand all night. I was afraid you wouldn't do it, see? They did. Forgive us our debts. Forgive us our trespasses. Oh, I can find something that somebody else has done. But oh God, this is why even, even when he wrote it in the very sense of Ephesians, and I'm going to stop. I know it's 6 o'clock. We're going to baptize Matthew C. Bright. I, and I, but here's, I, I'm not, I can, the nose is important. I get to the nose because there's a sweet smelling savor. The Lord talked about offerings as a sweet smelling savor. The Lord talked about our, our ears and how we hear and, our, and, and touch. And oh, th that touch is so amazing because it, it means so much. The Lord touched so many. And I, I, I understand. We, we, we're going to dig into some of these others, but the mouth, oh God, cleanse my heart, cleanse my mind, cleanse my reasoning. Don't let me reason my way into being angry and frustrated and, and walking in there. You know, I can, I can reason that something's going to happen. It's going to be a bad report. I, can, I just know. And you know what? I can miss the blessing and the miracle that God is able to do exceeding abundantly. This is why... Paul's been one of my favorite verses. Never been drunk, but he, he tells them, he said, be not drunk with wine where is an excess, but do what? Filled with the Spirit. How should you speak to yourself? Those three rotten speaking to yourself in songs, hymns, spiritual songs. 
I don't know. You may not know a song. I don't hardly know any of them anymore. They sing all kinds of awesome ones, but you know, I like the one we were singing tonight about jump, 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 whatever it was. <laughs> I was raised on, he brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet. Ah. What? I'm going to do what? <laughs> I have a song in my heart to stay a song of praise. I'm sorry, I know they were bad, but you know what? One day he brought me out of the mire. You know what? I'm sorry. If y'all don't like me, but God still put a song in my heart to stay. He done put something down in me that I can worship. I can praise God whether they shake my hand or not. I can worship God whether anybody likes me or not. He brought me out. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. What are you saying? I, you don't have to sing that song. You can sing whatever you want. I'm just... Sometimes you've got to find a song and sing it over and over. Put something in your mouth. I want everybody to put their hand on their mouth right now. Oh, God, touch my mouth. Touch my mouth. Heal my mouth. I'm so easy to get reasoning into my mind that leaves you out. My faith begins to fail. I, God, I pray you will wash my mouth. I know when I was a kid one time, my grandma washed my mouth with soap. I, I need more than that. I need the power of the Holy Ghost, the blood of Jesus to wash my mouth, not only my mouth, but my reasoning, my reasoning, because sometimes my reasoning is off. Sometimes my thinking is off. Sometimes my imagination is off. God, I need a soul cleansing. Hallelujah. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're welcome to join us. We're some are going to go behind the brick wall, block wall. We're going to see Matthew baptized in the name of Jesus. But you know what? I'm here to tell you the Lord is able to wash. He's able to touch. He's able to transform. He's able to cleanse your soul. You can reason yourself away from a miracle. You can reason yourself away from a revelation that that's Jesus I'm talking to. The Messiah.